everyone. It's our anniversary. <laughs> it is our one year anniversary for the podcast. So welcome everyone to Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation. And I am Dr. G, your host. And yes, we are here celebrating one year of this podcast, of this community, of this tribe. And I am just so, so grateful just have to take a moment and say grateful. You know, um, this is really a labor of love. Um, This is not a stream of income for me. It's a passion. And frankly, something that I was told I have to do (laughs) from my spirit team to yours. Um, And so again, just grateful for you all. Just seeing this content um, as relevant and accepting the messages that I bring and really all the communication that I have had with listeners has just been so respectful and from a place of compassion and love and that is all you know we can ask for right um yeah I just you know I'm just asking you all to continue with me uh to continue to send your uplifting you know words and, um, you know, your emails of being grateful for the podcast, thanking me for the messages. I had someone say that it's almost as if I'm their personal um, reader, if you will, <laughs> that I'm giving them the messages directly. And that really spoke to me. You know, it's um, not, sometimes you're not really clear on how people receive what you're delivering, especially in this space of not being able to see uh, and really reach out in a way to the audience. Um, I am a speaker. I will, I think I've shared that before that I've done a a plethora of speaking engagements and you can tell by the faces on any audience um, if they're loving it if they're confused by it, and if you need to clarify yourself, (laughs) or frankly, if someone's not feeling you. Um, But when you are doing something like a podcast is very challenging. So again, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I am hoping that you are excited about where we're heading with the podcast. Um, This is, and I'm, excuse me for one second, I'm getting some background noise. I thought, let me get some air today since it's not as cold, but I need to close that. Um, So yeah, I figured, you know, today we can have just like a little chit chat before we get into our interview. So I'm trying to be laid back. (laughs) I'm not going to do too many edits to our intro. But as I was saying, the podcast is headed in a slightly different direction. Whereas you will still hear from me, I'll still do my same segments, but we will have more guests. Um, and wonderful interviews because, you know, I think when we're looking at uh, Black and Indigenous spirituality, it's certainly based on community and we can't do this by ourselves. We need to surround ourselves with other like-minded people, with our tribe, uh, and with messages that are coming from spirit. And they all can come from me, okay? So um, I am excited about that. And I will say that, you know, looking back at this development, this evolution, if you will, of the podcast, I am grateful for every step of it. I think um, in the beginning, there was this wanting and desire to just teach, right? And um, to get the messages out there of the things that I had learned and that I was learning as I was awakening. And I'm now in a space of there's still a place for that. Um, and again, a place for that coming from various people. But the one thing I want you to get from this podcast is just a knowing of love, of love, and, and that it exists, and the power of it. And today, our, our guest that we will be uh, hearing from, Kiko Ellsworth, you will hear that come out in his message, okay? You will hear the message of love and the importance of it. We do not give it enough weight, enough credit. Um, When we're thinking about connection 
uh, even if you are enjoying the podcast and you come back for more, what is that, right? What is that thread? What is tethering us to each other? What connects us to any other entity here? It is love. So I want us to really digest that and reflect on that as we listen to our interview um, today. And before we get into that, I again want to encourage you to go to blackspirituality.org. You can connect with myself and our tribe over there in our group. Um, We have a private group that you can join and all you have to do is request and you'll get access. Uh, And then we have a forum where you can post, you know, when you join the website, if you have a business or service that you want to um, share with the community, go ahead and feel free to post in the forum. Um, Even if you just have a thought, (laughs) you know, you wonder if people are thinking like you and perhaps you want a safe place to do that then this would be the space for you. If you are looking for guidance, um, want to connect to spirit and go on a spiritual journey with me, I also offer services that you can sign up for via uh, the website blackspirituality.org. So feel free to join me there. I am also a little bit more active on Instagram. I told you guys I'm getting better. I am getting some help with that. Um, So you can connect with me there. I'm showing my face a little bit more. I will do better. And in any case, uh, again, this is our anniversary. Okay. This is one year ago that I am posting today's episode from the start of our podcast. So I am celebrating. I am just happy that, you know, my spirit team allowed me to continue this. Um, Really didn't give me any choice in it, frankly. (laughs) My ancestors have been speaking loudly this year. And I want you all to be encouraged as we're entering into 2021. Get connected to spirit. It may not always be as clear as you want it to be, but find your moments of sitting still Um, Simply breathing um, and just being still. You don't have to struggle with trying to meditate. Just be, okay? Just be. And in those moments of quiet, even if it's just for split seconds as the thoughts are passing through your mind, uh, be grateful for those moments of connection. That is how you connect to spirit. It's like building a muscle. And the more you do it, the more connected you will be. So as we're entering into 2021, do more of that, okay? Know that there's something bigger, bigger than us, right? As that song that Beyonce sings, I love so much, bigger, right? It, it, we're part of something way bigger than we could ever understand. And know that you are loved and protected in a way that our human minds cannot grasp, okay? Just know that as you're going into this year, despite what we are faced with. And remember, you can manifest your life and your dreams. But let me get into Mr. Kiko Ellsworth. Sorry, I am digressing. (laughs) But you may know of Kiko as an actor, okay, an American actor. He's been on several television shows on ABC, on NBC, here in the States, because we know we have listeners from all over. You may also be familiar with him uh, in Bad Boys 2, the movie with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. He's really portrayed a lot of different characters, a lot of kind of like uh, (laughs) assassins and sociopaths. And when you hear his interview, he's just the opposite of that, very grounded. So it's kind of ironic that those are the characters that he portrays. But I think that'll show you the strength and his character. As we know, character is very important um, that he's able to step into those roles and remain grounded, as you'll hear in our conversation. So not only is he an Emmy Award winning actor, producer and director and, um, you know, appearing in various films, as I mentioned, and television shows, but he has a very inspirational story 
on how he became the man he is today. So several years ago, um, Kiko dropped all his agents and managers and then walked away from the entertainment industry to build a more fulfilling life for himself. And now he's, he's known um, as a Kundalini yoga teacher and men's evolutionary life coach. He also teaches women self-defense and he founded an online school called Mayat University. Kiko's very passionate about plant-based eating, which I probably need a little bit of help in that sector, but um, and helping those who are disadvantaged. And that is where um, we really connect with that, you know, helping those who are disadvantaged and helping people grow in their spiritual journey. He's a very soulful and animated and dynamic speaker, whether he's speaking to thousands of people or just one-on-one as he did in our interview. And so currently you'll hear um, Kiko talk about this, but he's promoting his uh, Evolving Men of Color. It's a one day virtual summit um, that focuses on teaching men of color to be more empowered and provide them with tools that they need to be more successful in every area of life. And get this, this shows you, right, how much he's giving back and this separation of ego, as we would call it. Um, But he's giving all the proceeds from the summit uh, to underserved youth in South Los Angeles. And so, um, again, just, just a big heart, someone who believes in the power of love, believes in the power of breath, Um, and grounding oneself. And um, yeah, I hope that you really enjoy our interview. We don't talk about the divine masculine enough. Um, And we talk about divine masculine and the divine feminine um, in our conversation. And I hope that you, um, you know, want to learn more and connect more with Kiko. Uh, and the Evolving Men of Color, this event that he is is hosting and organizing is going to be January the 16th to the 17th in 2021. I believe it's starting 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and he will give you information about that. And I'll put the links in our show note if you are interested in connecting. So lots of great individuals that will be part of that event. So thank you guys for sticking around, hanging in there. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe we'll say 12 years from now that I can't believe that it's the 12th anniversary of the podcast. <laughs> but we are one year here. This is a, a good way to start the year off right. So stay tuned. Okay. So we are joined by Kiko Ellsworth, and this is a really exciting way. Actually, Kiko, I don't know if I share it with you that this will be the first interview of the new year on the podcast. Um, so very appropriate uh, to bring in 2021. Uh, and we'll get to that maybe um, in the interview as well, your feelings about that. But I wanted to just start off with clearing the energy, if you're okay with that. I have a little singing bowl that I would yeah, like to would use. Please. Yes, please. Let's do it. Let's get aligned. Good, good, good. Okay. Mm. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. I also like to call in my spirit guides and your spirit guides, our ancestors, and just give thanks to uh, them and to the divine for this moment and bringing us together. Ashe. Ashe, Ashe. Thank you for allowing me to be here, to contribute, and to learn, and to uh, bring our energies together. Thank you for uh, this life, this moment. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. So it is. Ashe. Okay. Thank you. Even I felt like we were in align, alignment before we started, but even more so now. Right? So. Exactly. <laughs> Great. So um, many 
of our, our listeners may know you from your work as an actor um, and feel free to share any of that. But I just wanted to give you a chance to tell them who you really are, who you truly are, how you see yourself. I feel like in a lot of interviews, we often go straight to the bio, right? Um, but I wanna give you that opportunity to really speak to who Kiko Ellsworth is. Thank you for that. Uh, that's been a, um, a lifelong, journey and forgetting that and then having to fight to rediscover that. I think I, I'll start at the beginning of, of this particular life and my mom, my mommy, she would always call me her sunshine, her S-O-N, shine. So I was her sunshine hmm. and throughout my entire life. That's what my mommy would always remind me uh, of who I was. And it was, you know, just because of my light, my happiness and just everything just shining. I think we all have that light that we shine in our own particular way. So I think if anybody, if I were to sum up who I am in this particular life, you know, I resonate mostly with sunshine and mm. bringing the brightness of light and happiness and inspiration and truth and love that I think is really brought all together by sunshine. That's beautiful, beautiful. Thank you for that. Um, and so as an actor, um, do you see a spiritual connection? You know, is there a connection to your, your journey, your spiritual journey in regards to that practice, um, you know, of becoming an actor and being an actor? I completely, adhere to that um, train of, of thought. I, I totally believe that I chose, as a spirit, I chose to be an actor in this life. Mm -hmm. So I'd be able to dissect myself and experience a certain amount of lifetimes within this lifetime through other characters. You know, mm -hmm. if I were to go to the extreme and really, um, I, was, I, I was able to tap into like villains and being able to kill people on the screen and being able to tap into those darker sides that, you know, as a, as a person of love or light, you know, you're just not able to tap into, or you just not in real life. You don't, you just don't do that. You just don't kill people. You don't, you know, that the practice of maintaining your true identity, putting off good energy, being conscious of your words, it's a, it's a life practice. So, but within the make-believe world of acting, you can do it. I can explore, or we're allowed to explore those different aspects of who we are um, that we all have asked that we all have access to, uh, and we're able to, for me, experience uh, a certain amount of healing and expansion. And for me, with the acting, what it really, really gave me access to, particularly as a man and a man of color is my emotions. Mm -hmm. And that's really in this day and age, right now, especially going into 2021, with the work that we're doing, the men's work, not just me, but with a lot of men, it's so important for men to be in touch with our emotions and to know how to access these different parts of ourselves. And so acting for me was a very high, like a, a conscious, you know, cause you know, a conscious decision as a soul before I came here to explore acting mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and to be in touch with all of the many different emotions that I have as a, as, a, as, a, as a human being, as a man, as a spiritual being and how to actually express those and being able to express deep levels of pain and sadness and allowing myself to cry as a man and still be a man. Yes, yes, thank you. I think I saw a video of yours where it was your daughter who, she fell down on her bike, I believe, right? She was wow. riding around. You saw you that. Said, yes, and <laughs> literally brought tears to my eyes. Such a simple, innocent moment, right? But you were saying to her, you know, get back up right? Move your leg over, kick, all right, get back up and there you go. And that just spoke to what you, what you mentioned here about that connection to, which I would call even our divine feminine, which we can get into as well. Um, and, and not being afraid of that, right? And, 
and being vulnerable to be able to allow that space for you and for your daughter. So I thought that yeah. was just beautiful. Well, speaking of that, so let me just bring it. Zen, come here for a second, because I can hear you. Come here, come here real fast. Zen. I can hear it. Come here, come here for a second. Come here, come here. We were just talking about you and I can hear you right outside the door. Come over here, come over here, come over here. <laughs> so you get to be on camera for a little bit because this, this is what she looks like now. Oh my gosh, hi Zen. You're beautiful. So, say hi, say hi. Oh, so wow. She, she saw your video of when you fell in the house when you're on your scooter and I said, get up. <laughs> and she totally remembers it because I, you know, I have all the videos and stuff like that. And uh, she, she was, we were just talking about that. And, um, uh, and she said, and she got back up. And my, my, one of my favorite parts of it really is when she got back up, she got back on that scooter. She got halfway around the room and she said, I do it. I did it, daddy. Right. I, I did it. <laughs> and it was just, it's, it's interesting because make sure we put a pin in that mm -hmm. because that moment, I had that sort of moment in my life when I was about five and it had to do with my father except it was the opposite. Mm. And what I got from that was, I can't do it. Ah. And I didn't really truly deeply heal that until like almost, almost like about a month ago. And everything I've done, there's always been this because of my, because what happened, you know, when I took on that, that sort of belief is that I can't do it. And no matter what I would accomplish, I would still have this thought belief that I can't do it. Because at wow. the time, my, my father just wasn't conscious at the time. It's not his fault, you know, right. and I don't blame him. Right. It, I think I believe it was something else that I chose to overcome and to heal mm -hmm. um, that, you know, I took that on. And mm -hmm. um, so, but not this one. She, she knows she can, but she also has her, her challenges too. And so we just try to support our daughter and other children as, as best we can, you know, giving mm -hmm. them so they know who they are, you know. That's so right. You want to say anything, baby? You want to say anything? No or yes? Did you show her other videos of me? No, I didn't even show her that video. She's I don't I don't even know where she saw it, but she saw that video maybe online or something like that because we. I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was online. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, beautiful hat. We my children love to wear hats too, well, especially the one that's a skateboarder. Really She's likes hats that. like that. So. <laughs> Really cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> Such innocence. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Are you, are I, you I actually spent a lot of my career working with children and families. So I have a strong connection to our, our descendants, right? We, we spend a lot of time focusing on the ancestors that we can't yeah. forget the descendants, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and you have me thinking too about, you know, your work. Um, as an actor and connecting with those different roles, it actually speaks to, you know, the innocence of a child, right? And how they do play. Um, and even in shamanic work, they talk about use of the imagination and being able to travel right to different places in that way. But as adults, we don't do that, right? Or, or unless you're like us, right? <laughs> we, we intentionally try to do that. But for the most part, we don't, we lose that. Um, and we know there's a connection to spirit just from the innocence of a child, but they also have that ability to travel in their mind, right? And do you see a connection with that, with the work? Um, oh, absolutely. And I, I totally concur with what you're saying. You know, I'm glad that I went into acting because it allowed me to have an excuse to start playing again. And to reconnect that that part of ourselves that's oftentimes, at least here in America, we think adults were not supposed to play. But like really the most, I would say, what from my studies, at least the most successful people and adults, the ones that really do magnificent things in the world that are really creating what they truly are here to create, they're playing. Mm. They're playing. They're using their imagination they're they're out there and they're experimenting and there's a sort of there's a there's a freedom there's a play that's happening within them and they've they've found the balance between the adult side and that child side that gives them a, just a whole different fuel source in which yeah. to create from so yeah i 
completely. And, I, and I'm learning more and more, uh, you know, I'm always learning. I'm learning more and more to play more and more every single day and to incorporate that into more and more of my work, more relaxation into my work, more play into my work, working while I'm playing or going and playing. And then, okay, like letting that bleed into my work and cause my work and inspire my work and, and making sure that there's no separation. And it just becomes, ah, oh man, it's just something that's, I, I'm just, I'm glad I'm finally doing it now <laughs> because yeah. it's just like, wow, this is fun. And you still get to do and create and, and make money, but then also play as a child and still get to be you, like bringing those together, like, wow, oh man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did it take you a while to get there? So I know that you were pretty active, right, in terms of your acting career. Was there a hiatus where you kind of, you had an awakening, you took some time to do that and now you're back? Can you walk us through that journey? Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would say I started my professional acting career in 2000 and now it's 2020. So to give you like a, a quick timeline, you know, I was reaching the peak around 2003, 2004, 2005. But then I started, you know, the whole reason why I got into acting was because I, I had stage fright and I was learning how to express myself truthfully. That was my whole inspiration on why I really stuck with it. It's because I found a freedom. And then as I started getting into like more of my career, like after 2005, 2007, it became something else. And the focus became just something else. And I was, I was missing the depth of what that in a sense was leading to. So I ended up actually dropping all of my agents around my agents and managers. Finally, I think, um, I don't know, several years later, maybe 2010, 2011, 12, no, I didn't do that until recently, but it was a process up in there. So, but that 10 year gap within there, I, I went somewhere else with my heart. Mm. I really detached from like my ego. And there was a period that I didn't have my spiritual uh, foundation or my egoic foundation. And I was in limbo for mm. a while because I, I didn't have anything that I built from my ego and yet I was trying to build a spiritual foundation. And that's when I started practicing Kundalini yoga. And I ended up several years later becoming a uh, Kundalini yoga teacher. And I, you know, during that process, I had the divine feminine, which was my wife at the time, who's still now my best sister friend in the entire world, even though we've had a completion ceremony, she held a very, very powerful space for me during our marriage that allowed me to really uh, begin the rebirthing process of myself. And she did a lot of healing work on me. Uh, she was a medium. So we had like a lot of assistance there as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just, I, I really honor her for holding that, that womb for me. So I could, I could really come back to, to who, who I am on, mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a, as an individual and align with my purpose in this particular lifetime. So then when, so she held that space for me. And then towards the end of that, I, when, like, let me just say, like during our entire marriage, like I didn't know how to show up at all. Mm. And I don't, for many years, she saw that our marriage as a failure and this, this, that, and the other, because it was a lot of these different reasons. But like, I learned so many ways how not to show up as a partner, as a husband, as a provider, uh, you know, I just, and I just didn't, it wasn't because I was consciously choosing it to, to do things wrong. The, the synapses just weren't connected here. Mm. I just didn't know. And it was like, it's kind of like, you know, me telling you, oh yeah, we have this new color over here and you've never seen this color. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't have a reference point for that color. So I, I, okay. Okay. And you've never seen that color before. And I'm trying to explain to you a color but you've never seen it for yourself, this new color. It was kind of like that. And so um, then we had a completion ceremony, an impromptu completion ceremony when, when we were still co-parenting, living in the same house. And she was dating someone. And um, I actually chose to, I think at that time I was like just by myself, but I supported her and we were redefining our relationship. And it was really becoming more of a brother-sister thing a supportive thing and so yeah. she had this relationship that i supported 
and she had hit a roadblock. She came to me and she said, you know, I, I, I'm hitting a roadblock and I really would love your blessing to give my heart to this man. And mm. so I said, yes, of course, you know, wow. and you know, it was the, the completion ceremony was more beautiful than our wedding. And our wedding had like a lot of tears. Our yeah. wedding, the audience was crying. We were crying, saying our vows from the heart and all that. And our completion ceremony was better because it was after everything was said and done, helping each other get back up, dusting each other off, cleaning up all the wounds and blessing each other on these new paths. Mm -hmm. And um, so anyways, I say all that to answer your question because through that journey of losing myself, rediscovering myself and re really discovering my spiritual path and my true identity in this life, mm -hmm. after anchoring myself in that, now it's, it's been time to bring the entertainment aspect back to it where I can really now authentically step back in front of the camera and be me mm. and really say my true message and really bring in the beautiful power of entertainment and the spirituality and education and bring all those things together. So a very long answer, but I felt like it was necessary to tell you necessary. all the nooks and cranny details. <laughs> <laughs> it was necessary and much appreciated, you know, and I'll, I'll be transparent. I'm sorry. I'm having like a allergy attack. Let me just grab Take your time. Take your time. Um, in, in December for whatever reason, but uh, I'll be transparent that I too, um, in that morphing stage, if you will, the intersection of the real life career and my spiritual journey. So your story is, is very impactful for people like me that need to hear it, that guess what, it's possible, right? To merge those lives together because we often feel like, oh, we live in this matrix and nothing is real. And it's, you know, we're up in the clouds with our spirituality. And we have a hard time meeting in the middle yeah. <laughs> of reality. Yeah, it takes it takes work. It takes planning. There's there's, but it definitely can be done. And, and, and I know that I'm still bringing them together myself and, and learning how to interweave them better. But when you do, there's there's just for me, there's just nothing better. There's nothing better. There's nothing more fulfilling and gratifying. And you know, it takes longer, you know, for my, in my experience, because I didn't start off just with that vision, that clarity. Um, but I had to learn, like I, a part of my agreement was being in the darkness for a long period of time for 35 years, just being in the darkness of myself mm -hmm. and learning my way around the darkness, not knowing who I was learning the way around the darkness operating in fear, doing the best that I can from a fear foundation, from an ego foundation. And, you know, but that's part of, you know, why I love my work that I do now. And also part of how I can reach people that are also lost. Cause I was lost for, look, I was lost for 35 freaking years in here in the yeah. darkness, not knowing who I was, mm -hmm. but then figured it out, you know, and had, had support and so I got really good just being in the dark and like being blind, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'm just, you know, I'm really, I'm proud of, of that aspect. And I, and I, that really goes towards, I think with a lot of people, you know, sometimes we can see ourselves as, and other people can sometimes see our, us as uh, some of our society as, bad or hopeless or you know um you know ones that nece haven't necessarily found their purpose or their path just yet that might still be in the darkness phase of their life but it's not finished but and when you finish it when you bring learn how to bring yourself out of that and find the rest of that that circle the rest of that to complete that circle there is so much experience in that darkness, in that unconsciousness, if you will, that only experience can actually discover the gems and bring real gifts from that. And, and, and people that have experienced that are the really, I feel, the, the best ones to be able to help others to come out of that darkness, that unconscious energy, because they've done it. They've had that experience and they found their way out. They've had the courage and the strength to like really find their way out and say, okay, who I made it out of that. You know, I was drowning, but I found my way out. 
So I think that's very valuable for many of us to acknowledge that, you know, even though we may be in the unconscious or darkness phase, or we might have been a, 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 a domestic violence perpetrator, or we might be an alcoholic, or it might be a druggie, or we might be whatever. But when you can find your way out of that, that stuff is transmuted and alchemized into the most valuable, you know, substance in the world when you can actually make yourself out, when you can make your way out of that. Yes. Yes. It, as you're speaking, it makes me uh, think of a poem and I, I forget the whole thing, but it talks about out of the night that covers me black as a pit, right? From pole to pole. So, and that poem really speaks to me about rebirth and the, you know, thinking about that darkness as where we begin, right? And where when we are birthed. And I actually heard you speak to this in a very powerful way about birth and what that really is and the connection to that, because we come from the darkness, right? That's that's how we enter into this this realm. And when we go through those things and we go back into the darkness, that is a, it's a rebirth. It's calling for you to be rebirth, right? But into the physical aspect of all this, you had mentioned something about the divine feminine, right? And speaking of, of women in general and how we give birth. Yeah. And can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, it really, it got me, it got me. And I <laughs> wanted to say thank you for that about us really bringing forth energy into this dimension. I, I I'm going to, is keep it as short as I can, but because I can literally, I, this is my talk for the rest of my life. Okay. Just plain and simple. You know, it really is uh, the feminine. The first of all, I want to say thank you to all of the females, whether you're a girl or a woman or a mother or grandmother. Thank you for birthing every single one of us since the beginning of the human race. Thank you for birthing us on this planet because without you, without your strength, without your nurturing, without your love, without your sacrifice, mm -hmm. without your ability and how you've been finely crafted and put together and your love to bring us from another dimension into this dimension, we can't do anything else. We can't create anything. So I just wanna say from all of us on this planet, from all of us males on this planet, like we, we honor you, we appreciate you, we respect you, we love you, we protect you from the outside in because you protect us from the inside out. And so I know that we've been lagging a little bit and we kind of forgot what our duties are, but I'm telling you like right now that we are back and coming back and teaching ourselves and teaching our other brothers how to protect the divine feminine from the mm -hmm. outside in. Because like I said, you protect us from the inside out and it creates that perfect yin yang balance. And I think that that's, when we as men truly realize that the feminine is a balanced part of who we are as the masculine, it's yin yang, it's both of us. And when we learn as men how to really accept and use that aspect of ourselves that we've been cut off for so long, we can become a really, truly complete and whole, powerful, loving, gentle, and efficient and effective man yeah. on this planet. The divine, we become the divine masculine and not just the man. We become the divine masculine. That's when we have completely integrated or even start integrating that feminine aspect, that, 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 that masculine aspect. And I want to say, you know, it's, it's, it's sun, moon. You know, when I say feminine, I'm not saying I'm not saying woman. This is what a, what a man needs to know. I'm not saying woman. I don't mean woman when I say feminine. Right. It's a balancing energy when I say feminine. That in this life and this realm appears largely that energy manifesting in females. Yes, but when I say feminine, I don't. I'm not saying for us as men that we become more of a woman. That's, that's a misconception. What I'm saying is that we are able to balance ourselves because we have more access to balanced energy. It's just like this. I got to break it down like this. It's like a car. It's really this simple. The gas pedal is the masculine. The brake pedal is the feminine. It's like the sun and the moon. The sun is the masculine. The feminine is the moon, right? Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's like a martial artist. When you, uh, when you attack and go forward, that's the masculine. When you block, that's the feminine. Mm. Obviously, we need both. 
We don't want to just go forward, go forward, go forward, go forward. We want to know how to block. You know, there's no boxer out there that doesn't know how to go into his feminine and know how to recede. You know, Mayweather, they all know how to recede. So when I say feminine, I'm talking about balanced energies. So oftentimes I don't like to use that, that word feminine because it can be, it, it's often misconstrued with female and being a woman, which is the opposite, you know, of like what we think of as being a man. But it actually makes us more of a whole man when we can actually ingest and learn, accept the balancing energy within us, accept the balancing op opposing energy within us. So we learn how to penetrate, but we also know how to hold our tongue and go back and recede and say, okay, I'm just going to chill for a minute. We learn that balance. That's what the feminine energy is for us. And I feel like us as the men are, is our, is our, is our main learning is our main learning is to accept that. And once we can accept that balance within ourselves, my, my expression of loving you as my divine sister comes natural. My honor of you becomes natural because I are honoring myself. The struggle for us as men, I don't know how we got on the men, but it's a natural thing. But like the struggle for us as a men is to like, is, is really an acceptance of ourselves. I can't accept you until I accept the part of you that's already in me. Yes. And as soon as, as soon as we do that, and I, I know first, firsthand experience, as soon as I did that, as soon as I really started to learn these other aspects of myself, then I was able to now truly love my former wife. I love her better now whew, than I've ever. And we're just, that's just my sister. It's just platonic. I just want to say, mm -hmm. you know, but, I, but, I, but I've learned to truly honor, appreciate, and see who she is because of my self-work, my personal work of the, of, the, of the feminine and opposing balancing energies within me. I've learned how to take care of myself and yeah. love myself. Mm -hmm. Because before that, I didn't, again, I didn't have a reference point. Yeah. It was that color I couldn't see. And we think of love as, as something as fluffy. Like love ain't nothing. Love is, can be fluffy sometimes, but love is like so many things. I mean, love is expressed in so many things. I, I believe love is the only true power, power force. Yes. You know? Yes. So anyways, like I said, keeping it short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That yeah. is amazing. How do you, speaking of that, because I know this is really pertaining to your work, how do you get other men there? You know, what are some strategies and techniques? How do we, well, I can't say we, that's the, automatically I step into my divine feminine. How do I fix them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I have a, a wonderful partner, but it, I know a lot of women think like that. Oh, how do I get them, get them to do that? But yeah. we understand it has to be within him, right? But yeah. as, as a man, how do you do that work with other divine masculine? I mean, I let me just say it like I, I work with women and men because okay. a lot of women, it, it eases them a lot of ways in a lot of ways when when she can understand where he's at and she mm -hmm. can stop expecting certain things when she understand. Well, I I can't expect that of him. I can, and then she learns that she can try to create the environment so she, so he can expand his consciousness so that he can therefore understand certain things that he didn't have access to before. Um, so, but in working with men, the first thing that I think is most, most valuable is, I w like I said before, you know, knowing where they're at and truly being able from experience, know where he's at, you know, with most, with most men, like I really haven't met a man yet where I have not known like where he's at, where I haven't experienced wherever he's been lost, where, wherever he's currently lost within himself, where I haven't been lost in myself as well, too. I was, like I said, like, I, I take pride in not knowing what the hell I was doing and being lost in the dark for 35 years. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and then finally, on perfect divine timing, again, right? Finding mm -hmm. my way, my way out. Um, so with a man, you know, I think one of the first things that a lot of men there's so many ways to get into this big, big, big river, you know, but one of the first things that a man, some men will start to realize that they need something. Yeah. They'll start to realize that and they might not be able to put their finger on it. 
that's a good starting point. That's a good thing. That man should definitely start taking action on that and seeking out advice and looking at people that could possibly be his mentor and looking at other men that actually have something that he thinks that he wants internally from, you know, for himself and start mm -hmm. to see other role models. That's going to be one of the hugest things is starting to have healthy role models for a man mm -hmm. and start to put those healthy role models more and more and more around him so we can have meaningful conversations. There's men's groups, there's uh, different, there's men's trainings, there's role models, there's just healthy, there's watching podcasts and interviews. You know, the more that he can surround himself in a healthy narrative conversation, whether it's what he's viewing on TV and film, listening to on the radio, podcasts, you know, uh, all of these different areas that will support his transformation because it's not just one thing. It's never going to be just one thing. It's not going to happen with one thing. I'm so it can. There, there's these, you know, lightning moments, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. but for the most part, you want to be able to like start to transform his environment. You know, pay attention to the music that he's listening to because that matters. Yes. You know what what, what's the food that he's eating? How much meat is he eating? How much unclean meat is he eating? Because that matters. How much soda is he drinking? How much sugar is in his diet? Because that matters, right? Mm -hmm. How is he? Is he, is, he, um, is he staying up late on, on the phone, on social media? Because that matters. If he's not caring for himself, is he, if he's ignoring himself, you see what I'm saying? There's, there's all these different things that truly create a spherical, healthy environment that would induce transformation, for, uh, not transformation, I would say more evolution because it's a natural, natural process for him to evolve into who he is. But if he constantly has other things that are stimulating other aspects of him that are abusing him and not acknowledging his divinity and his true identity, then he's going to not step into those. He's going to struggle, 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 struggle. So mm -hmm. what I do when I work with a man is I, I usually start with like certain basics and I really like to know where he's at because I got to find him. I got to find him in the darkness. I got to kind of like do it's like, okay, where are you at in this darkness of you? Like, where are you at? Mm -hmm. And so I see and feel where he's at. And then I say, okay, what's going to give him like the most sort of structure? Where is, where, where is, where's the most pain that's happening? Mm -hmm. And so like, so say for example, with one of my other clients, he's, um, he's in Vegas and he's, um, he's, his schedule is like, his sleeping schedule, because he's, he's, a, he's a, a music producer, so his sleeping schedule is like all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll, he'll work until, you know, he'll sleep, he'll work until like, uh, uh, um, you know, 2 or 3 a.m. and then sleep for two hours and then get up and then walk wow. his dogs for, and then go back to sleep or eat breakfast, and then go back to sleep for a few hours and then be up there. So his schedule is like, not mm -hmm. like our schedule. So I'm like, okay, so, I had to work with his schedule and sort of organize, see what was causing the most disruption in his life, mm -hmm. what was causing the most pain. And for him, it was like, you know, uh, having a structure with his diet so he can eat a consistent diet mm -hmm. because they were in the studio and stuff like that. It's kind of like eat whatever you can. It's okay. So diet is where we started with him. And then uh, another area is where we started with him was like, as far as exercise, there's no exercise. So before we could even get to spiritual stuff, we had to start really anchoring in for him, you know, stability in a good diet. Mm -hmm. And then also being able to actually fine tune and add a little bit more exercise. So his body and, his, and, then, and then also breathing, mm -hmm. proper breathing. Yeah. So every man is going to start somewhere different, mm -hmm. you know. And for him, it was like, it was like doing these things and like, and, and then starting very, very slowly. So he could slowly integrate these things, you know, and not just feel like he has to, you know, jump in right away. So in all of that, knowing how to uh, assess and work with him is that feminine aspect of myself, right? Because the masculine aspect would have just gone in there and fix this, fix this, fix this. No, no, no. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do it. Boom, 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 boom. And mm -hmm. that can be efficient and work to a certain extent. But what, what I found 
is more valuable is being able to really feel where that person's at and really feel where their need and knowing when I should be a little softer in my approach and when I need to hit hard and then when I need to back up, you know, and kind of like create like, you know, a different sort of space, mm-hmm. you know, and, and for that sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, yeah. I think that that's really how I would work with a man is like really figuring out where he is and then giving what he needs to support and to start stabilizing him to create the transformative environment that he needs because the environment needs to be supportive of his transformation. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So there's many different elements that will help doing that. It's not one thing. It's not a training. It's not a book. It's not none of that stuff. Those things all help, but it's re- it's the, it's how do you do all these environments and um, create the environment for transformation and, and evolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you bring up another great point, you know, that connection to this physical body and our spiritual work um, and that we have to address that. Right. And everything that we do, you talked about our sensorial experiences. So what we're listening to, what we're seeing and what we're taking in through taste. Right. So all of those things really impact us. And I talk a lot about the connection to neurology, the neuroscience connection as it relates to spirituality. Um, And just from the diet alone, we don't realize that our gut actually has some of those chemicals in our brain and neurotransmitters more in our gut than we even have in this brain of ours. And so what we're taking in is actually impacting our function and our ability to be, to make space for that work, right? And I I know that I had, listen, I don't have the best diet. I can't say that I do, Um, but but I try. I also have a reason why I can't eat certain things because of a condition that I have. But I know when I'm not eating right, right? Or even when my husband and I, we talk about it, like, we know, when you're not eating right, that really connects to your ability to function, to be available. And he'll even say, you talked about the exercise, like, oh, I need to go on a run. It could be 30 degrees outside, 20 degrees. Why do you need to go? I need to go on a run. You know, I have to release this energy. And so there is this beautiful connection to our bodies that we cannot forget when it comes to spiritual work. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's a balance between, you know, how do we work all of this? You know, I was, you know, working with another, you know, client of mine yesterday and with, and with this is a woman actually, and with her, it's really around organization mm. and how, and how to even acknowledge, uh, appreciate and celebrate and value herself mm-hmm. You know, and we started like really looking at, okay, this is, this is how you value and appreciate and celebrate yourself. Cause she was always so hard on herself mm. and start doing exercises around, you know, cause you're never going to make progress if we're, if we're whipping ourselves, that's just not going to happen. We got to stop the whipping and then like, you know, heal ourselves. It's, it's literally not going to maybe, you know, a few decades ago that used to inspire us to, to create results, but that's not what inspires us in this day and age as we evolve to really create higher level results into other dimensions and to really create stuff. So for her, and I had this same thing as like, it's learning how to value, appreciate and celebrate even the little things in life and then how to actually even plan for her next week. And, you know, like with her, I'm not getting into like a yearly plan to the 90 day plan, to the monthly plan, to the, to the, to the weekly plan, to the daily plan for her. It was like, no, no, we're not going to do all that. I ain't going to do all that. That's going to be overwhelming. It's totally easy. Right. Like we're just going to do what work with what she has. And, and she actually had a board that actually just had a week. I'm like, Oh, this is divine. This is perfect. You were calling it right now. You're, you're primed just to have the bullet points, for each day, just for a week. That's all we can do right now. We'll know when it needs to graduate into breaking down the days, you know, and then breaking down the weeks and the months and stuff like that. Right now, let's just get this, let's anchor it so it's so it stays as something as creative and light and fun, and it doesn't become like this big to-do list. We got to make sure it doesn't become that because we don't want to bring in that energy. So we got to make sure it stays nurturing and healing and fun and so we can keep that inspiration and keep you looking forward to it. So we got to establish the relationship properly when you actually are doing these sort of uh, these new things and planning it, because those can be a headache if you, if you don't go about them the proper way. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's key. It's key. Yeah. And I, you know, I talk about growth a lot versus 
focusing so much on healing, right? Even though this is called Black Goddess Healing and Manifestation, but when even with the word healing, with someone that is really trying to do that, it's heavy. It puts a lot of onus on that person. Yeah. So I, I focus on growth. And what you just described is one of the techniques that I utilize is growth plans, even on a daily basis. And at the end of the day, when you're sitting still and with yourself, you could say, how did I grow today? Right, mm. versus where did I heal? Where did I heal? Right. How did I grow today? Because in every day there's opportunity for growth if you acknowledge it. Right. And if you're aware of it. So I love that we're in alignment with that. See, we're on the same page. <laughs> That's it. Like yes. what you what you pay attention to literally will grow. Yeah. And it's like, so I don't care how small it is. You know what? Today I got up. Mm -hmm. I got up and I didn't, you know. I, I, I got up and I drank a, a little glass of water. Yes, that was our victim today. Or even just I got up. Or today, I didn't yell as bad as to my kid. I didn't. I know I didn't yell. I usually go much worse. I didn't do that. And I had a certain level of control. That's great. You still yell. That's fine. Don't beat yourself. But we only didn't do it as bad. So let's get that and bring more of that in. So it's, yeah, it's, it's key. It's important. So yes, those victories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you, you spoke about before we close out, I definitely want to talk about, you know, the transformation that some are saying that we're going through right now, yeah. not just as a society, but this universe. Right. And then we're shifting into this new phase. Some say from the age of Pisces to Aquarius, some say that we're, you know, this great conjunction that just happened is really going to push us into just a new era for mankind. What are your feelings around that? Um, do you believe in that or um, do you feel the shift that's occurring? Um, I, I know that to be true. I, I know that evolution is always happening, that it's never stopped. And mm -hmm. we being in this day and age or any day and age, um, I think when we're not like, you know, tapped in, we can kind of think that life is just like this, like it's yeah. just this and life is evolving. Life is always changing. And there's nothing that's ever, there's nothing stagnant. You're not stagnant. I'm not stagnant. This computer is not stagnant. Energy is always moving. So mm -hmm. I believe in that there's this, there's just this cycle that's happening. And for me, you know, I had a, a, a realization. I don't know exactly what it's going to be like, you know, moving forward. I think it's going to be beyond, you know, um, what I can possibly imagine globally. Mm -hmm. But I had a feeling on Christmas Day. And, you know, I, I was, I was, had some solitude for a lot of, a large part of that day. And something that I had realized, I said, well, today's Christmas. And, you know, I was still actually doing some uh, creative work that day, but that was really a great day where I was relaxing, doing that whole thing. I was really relaxed, relaxing deep and still sort of creating deep, but like really chilling while I was doing it and sitting on the lawn and, you know, just kind of vibing with it. And so I started thinking about, you know, the, ho the the holy day that we were on, you know, and I said, this is not about Christmas. This is not why I, it's really chill in this town right now. And, you know, it's not about it because it's Christmas. That's not why the energy in the air is different. The energy in the air is different because people are focusing on love. They're at home focusing on love with their family. Wow. Uh, and I was like we have a we have a at least a nationwide mostly focal point today. Mm -hmm. We're just all focusing on love. And I, and then long story short, I was like, this is what it's gonna be like. This is what it's gonna be like moving forward mm -hmm. into this new age where the dark clouds that we've gotten so used to being over us are going to recede mm. and the sunshine is going to come through right and that that love is going to be coming from us and we'll get to experience literally christmas every day where it feels like christmas you feel that love mm -hmm. you feel the importance of family and it's natural it's natural between it's natural between us to to prioritize family, the love, relaxing. You know, I don't I don't think we're gonna be so work orientated. Right. I think we're gonna be more creativity orientated and spending time and community 
and what we can create together and what we can do together. I think it's going to just take a whole nother direction and, and different structures obviously are going to be built from that. So that's that's my experience of it so far. But what it's going to look like, I have no idea. I just think it's going to feel really, really amazing. Um, and I think Christmas is a good starting direction in the way it's going to mm -hmm. feel. Yeah, I remember um, a few days back, I sent my friend a message and I said, oh my gosh, I just had this, I can't explain it. It wasn't a Kundalini, but it was just this pure sense of just joy, just mm. joy and peace and pleasure. And it was amazing. And I said, so for me, you know, it's not so much about People are talking about us getting these superpowers and, you know, we're going to be flying around, be able to read people's minds. That's all great if that were to happen. However, it's that sense of love that I felt in that moment and realizing that we are, we are awakening. We're realizing that we are creators as you're speaking of these creative projects, right? That we birth things, we create, we're part of the divine in that way that we are creators. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces of this awakening. And we're realizing now what sacrifice truly means, what offerings truly mean. Um, you know, the, the ancient texts have told us this for, for years and years and decades and centuries, right? Um, however, we haven't paid a whole lot of attention to that piece of it. And 2020 required us to do that. So I, I think that's a big piece of what we're going to get out of all of it. It's just a powerful time. I'm honored to be alive during this time. You know, just uh, and, 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 you know, some people are saying, when can we get back to normal? I'm thinking, I don't want to get back to that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who wants that? You know, and I'm here. My kids are here. And not to say that we want the, this thing to continue. Right. But this what we got out of it is beautiful. You know? Yeah. 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 So, I, I agree. I totally agree. I don't want to go back to that normal. I think. I think like sort of the new normal is is like what you were talking about and what we've been exploring is is how that's going to be and that love and that mm -hmm. creating things together. And, you know, mm -hmm. even if it is superpowers, I think that the superpowers would be anchored in from the love so that the powers are always being checked by the heart. The heart yeah. has to check everything. And I think it's gonna we're gonna learn as as a as a culture to actually have a heart culture. Mm -hmm. mm, a heart culture. That's beautiful. And maybe we will start walking more in our gifts. I believe we all have gifts that we're born with, but sometimes they're oppressed, right? Or suppressed. We tend to yeah. do that. Um, but, you know, I want to give you a chance to speak to, you know, what are some things coming up for you? Where can people find you? You mentioned, you know, you work with people. Um, do you have events that are approaching that you can share with our listeners? Sure. Um, you know, my website is KikoEllsworth.com and it's the same thing on my social media, Instagram, it's Kiko Ellsworth. That's the handle. And, you know, what we have coming up uh, currently is the 2021 Evolving Men of Color Virtual Summit on January 16th. Mm -hmm. And that's an all day celebration virtually of men of color. And what we're doing to evolve ourselves, our communities, how we're viewing our families, the struggles that we have, how we're overcoming those, you know, all these different aspects, how we're accessing our emotions, how we're, you know, working together, you know, all of the, you know, our diets, it's a, it's a, it's a global conversation about what we're doing and how we're continuing to evolve ourselves as men of color. So that is a, an all-day celebration, January 16th, which is a Saturday from 11 a.m. till about 10 p.m. There's different panels all day long virtually, and wow. that's at evolvingmenofcolor.com. And 100% of the ticket sales goes to Positive Results Center, which is a nonprofit that works with youth in Los Angeles County and helps them to evolve, boys and girls uh, in, in under-resourced, underserved communities where I grew up. And so the ticket sales goes through them. We have uh, virtual exhibitor booths, uh, different level of ticket sales donations from $25 to $250 virtual exhibit booths. We have you know, opportunities for people can sponsor. And uh, we have a whole lineup for 2021 to really, you know, engage men of color in 
an immersive environment from you know media to learning platforms to everything that we need to be have the support to a brotherhood support as well a connection uh so we can continue to evolve ourselves so we can know this is what i can do to evolve myself evolve myself and i can guarantee that this will help stimulate my evolutionary process and evolution is natural it's natural to grow and change it's natural you can't stay the same the universe is always moving if you stay in the same that means you're dying that's right you want to stay the same i don't know about that right. <laughs> even if it's just a little bit of change just get a little bit of change just get a little bit of change you know what i'm saying so if you're not a dancer just start to dance a little bit just get the, the two-step you know what i'm right. saying that's it you know you ain't go just a little bit so um so yeah so and that's that's really what we're, we're doing we're, we're going in that direction and really working with uh men and we support you know women as well too but really a large part of our energy is working towards the men and us being able to you know tap into this and really start to lead with our heart and have mm -hmm. that balance you know between our heart and our mind and really become a complete man you know what i'm saying so that's that's uh that's what i'm up to i'm gonna be doing you know doing this for at least another you know uh i don't mean for the rest of my life to be honest with you but really focus hard on men for the next decade wow well yeah. thank you for that i have to say thank you as as a woman mm. <laughs> right? it, it's important because you know and i'll be honest a lot of my work does focus on women and, and young ladies which is necessary right but it's a duality right we we can't work on one and not the other because it's within both of us so if i'm trying to tap into the divine feminine i have to work with our men as well so thank yeah. you for that that piece and, and and i've actually i started off working with women believe it or not mm. i started off working with women in self-empowerment and self-defense and using their voices and really bringing in their power and learning how to express themselves and to take up space so i've spent a decade and a half uh, really working with women. And, and then I kept getting the nudges. They're like, this is great for us, but like, can you work with men too? And I'm like, yeah, I will. I will, but I need to finish my studies here first. So, um, so yeah, so that's why, like you said, it's, it's an interweaving of going back and forth, you know, but I had to know where I was leading them in first before I actually started working with men. So like, you know, yeah, definitely an interweaving and it's, it's, it's just a balance. It's just being, having that balance and harmony. So thank you for yes. your work too, my sister. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't have a choice. Spirit and ancestors have been <laughs> yelling at me for years. <laughs> I kept trying to bob and weave and dodge it. And no, I'll just stick oh, with my man. books. I went and honestly, I got four degrees. And it's like, they're like, okay, that's all good, sweetie. But we, we need you to do some other kind of work here. <laughs> <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, they're, like, they're like, that's fine. Close the book <laughs> and come over here, please. We need you. You smart. Right. You smart, girlfriend. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. I appreciate thank you, you so much. Blessings thank to you. you and your family. Hopefully, we didn't cause. Maybe we. Hopefully, we did cause a lot of just a lot of energy. You know, yes. over there. Um, but thank you for having me. I, I'm definitely gonna. Uh, I hope we we stay in touch as well because um, you know anything that you you need and support. Like I definitely support what you do as well too. So. Thank um, you. I, I'd love to be able to do that at, at any point in time. Thank you. And, and same, if I could ever offer anything, um, speak to women for you, just let me know. <laughs> I have to return the favor, right? It's sure. an exchange of energy. All good. All good. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Kiko. It's been a pleasure. Thank you too. Okay. God bless.